Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your host, Steven, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins, and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 76 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running anthem podcast on the internet. And all of Bastion, all those radio shows, the Crimson Lancer, and the other one with uh, the Grabbit that solves crime, we are the longest-running of all of those. (laughs) I'm your host, Steve, along with my three co-hosts, Michael, Devin, and JD. And guys, it has been, let me tell you this, let let me tell you how many days it's been since my 1080 Ti has been dead. And been, TA. my 2080 Ti has been it. dead and sent off for RMA, and they haven't even touched it. It's only been 20 days. That's frustrating. Just so happens to be, that's also the same amount of time that Anthem has been released to um, people that had Origin Access Premiere. <laughs> 13 days to everyone else that's been able to play the game. So after 13 days, I ran a poll on Twitter asking people, you know, how much time have you played in the game? Has it been 0 to 10 hours? 11 to 30 hours, 30 to 60 hours. And out of about 500 um, people that took the poll, there were about 48% of the people had played over 60 hours of the game. That That's quite a bit of time in that time frame, I think. You know, a couple it is people, a lot of hours. A couple Lots of, of hours. It's a lot of hours. A couple of people that responded like, you know, after 20 hours, the game is boring and it's a bad game. It's like, well, you spent 20 hours in the game. I mean, I, th- I think if it was boring or even, I mean, maybe you got bored after 20 hours, but I mean, that's a pretty good chunk of change, you know, time invested in something that you're not having fun with. I don't know. I, I could be wrong. Mike, am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong. That is a lot of hours to be playing and then finally say, oh, I'm bored with this. This game is terrible. Well, yeah, you've done everything um, probably more than once. Did they do everything? So- like, I didn't finish the story in 20 hours. What'd you do? Fall asleep? No. Ah. He so, so you could have. I mean, you could, you could go straight through the, through the yeah, entire crit you, path in 20 hours. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could. I mean, on easy, whatever. <laughs> so, Devin, how many hours have you put in? I'm curious. Um, so the last time I checked. Um, oh, just check right now. Open it up. It tells you right there on the home page. It's not correct, though. Because after the second day, it was already 20 hours behind. <laughs> what? Why would it be what? 20 hours behind? No, so the second day, it said I'd only played 10 hours, but I had played from 8.30 in the morning till 2 a.m. that night, and it said huh. I'd only played 10 hours. And then at the end of the second day, which I had played pretty much from 8 in the morning till, again, mid, like after midnight, it said I'd only played 20 hours. So... <laughs> I'm like people. This is people don't correct. burn through this. How, people don't sit here and burn through all this stuff. I played from eight to two in the morning, but we didn't burn through it. I didn't burn through it. it took me over like forty hours. So, what does your timestamp say now? Give us a ballpark. The timestamp says uh, about one thirty, I believe, on PC. It but, can. It's got to be more than that. Well, exactly. I mean, I was like just based on my, you know. Adding it up, it's got to be around 160 or so, 160 hours. So. Well, my, the reason I say that it can't be that is because my timestamp says 140 hours. Yeah. So, I mean, but like I said, it's been off, you know, um, 
And that's just on PC. I've also played about uh, yeah, but we don't talk about those dark days. Dark we don't we don't talk about days. that time when you were held hostage and when my and friends were on forced. Xbox were like, "Come on, come play over here," and, <laughs> and we're forced to play on Xbox. Zach, I hate you, Sony. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that you guys. I mean, I feel like we have two authorities that can speak on the game with you know pretty significant experience. I haven't played that much. JD, I don't know. I don't know how much time you've spent in the game. Can you tell us? Do you know if you're if you're on Xbox? Does it tell you at all? Um, I'm sure it does. Um, I don't know. Compare with your friends, and they'll tell you. I, I have, I have, I have definitely played. Um, at least, at, at least forty hours at this point, maybe even sixty. Um, I'm not anywhere close to a hundred yet, but I've definitely put the time in. Um. Haven't played it as much uh, this last week because I've been setting up, uh, well, this. But yeah, for for our audio listeners, what is this? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah, we are um, a podcast. My 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 roommates, aka my sister and brother in law, they moved out, so now I have the entire house to myself, and I've been just doing a lot of you know setting things up so that it's functional. And I now have an entirely new room that none of you audio listeners can see that is just waiting to be filled with posters and gaming and podcast stuff. So Very yeah. cool. I'm excited for you. Mike, you have our introduction, and I am I am interested in this lightning round that you put together for us. Introductory introductory lightning round. So you just gotta give your answer. We'll talk about it if we need to. If not, we'll move on and the order will be Whoa, what happened? Someone okay? Who who just died? I just died a little bit inside. Did you you just punch your microphone? What did you do? (laughs) What did you do? (laughs) My my cup fell over on my desk. Don't worry, everything's fine. Just spill a little water on my desk. No one's gonna worry about Devin spilling his water. <laughs> oh, I will. I will. We've already we've already had someone in our group lose their graphics card, so that's not good. It's a sad day. I'm still kind of oh. upset about it, but whatever. First is the graphics card. I understand. It's really far away from my computer. Okay, lightning round. So this is how it's gonna go. Devin, you will answer first, and then JD, and then Steven. I better write this down Ready. so I don't mess it up. Bears. Beats. Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) Identity theft is not a joke, Devin. It's true. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Lightning round. Um, Pepsi or Coke? Coke. 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 Curved brim or flat brim? I don't wear hats. No hats for me. They don't make hats big enough for Devin's head. Curved brim. It's true. I I don't think you're understanding this game. You have to pick one or the other. Curved brim or flat brim? Curved. 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 Cool Ranch or Nacho Cheese? These are Doritos. Nacho Cheese. Cool. You messed up the order. (laughs) Rusty says Pepsi and Curved. And uh, (laughs) I'm not sure. No, I said Cool Ranch. Uh, Let's do that one again because JD jumped and he messed up my. I'm writing this down. It's for. (laughs) Or I'm going to tie it in at the end. Okay. Uh, Okay. cool, Cool Ranch or Nacho Cheese Doritos? Uh, cool ranch. Nacho cheese. Nacho cheese. <laughs> Rusty has never eaten either of those. That's weird. I don't believe it. Seriously? How is that even possible? Japan you know has what? way crazier flavors than that. You know what? There's a there's a teacher at work who we introduced her to Doritos this year. Actually, she had never had them. <sighs> yeah, we changed her life. Um, Nike or Adidas? 
Nike. Um, Nike. Adidas. Marvel or DC? <sighs> DC. What? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Just to throw a curveball. Back uh, the truck up. No, it's called the lightning <laughs> round for a reason. <laughs> Vegan okay. hot blaze? What is that? Duchess? <laughs> um, Marvel. Marvel. Chevy or Ford? Ooh. What year? Oh, my gosh. Uh, current. This is, this is the slowest. Current. Uh, I guess Ford. <laughs> if it's current, then Ford. Ford. Um, toilet paper, over or under? It's not yes or no. It's over or under? Over. <laughs> over. Over. Eggs, ketchup or salsa? Ooh, salsa. Why either? What? 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 We kind of great just, had some traction going, and yeah, then yeah, bam, yeah, we got yeah, stopped. I, 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 I'm sorry, but I've never put either of those things on my eggs. That's weird. Ketchup. You should live a little more. You should. I, I, I put salt and pepper on my eggs. Okay. What? You're an old man. <laughs> Disneyland or Disney World? Ooh. Disney World. Disney World. Disneyland. Front of the theater or back of the theater? Are we talking our theaters here? Oh, my goodness. Um, Please don't get Dennis started. <laughs> the Just answer the question. Back of the theater. Thank Obviously you. not the front because it's like 10 Just away carry on. My wayward son. Uh, front of the theater. Back of the theater. Would you rather be too hot or too cold? <sighs> too cold. Also too cold. Too hot. And that's it. Wrapped it all up there, did you? <laughs> I did. That was good. That was oh, a great I, little segue. Oh, I thought you were wrapping it up like at the end of this. Like we're. <laughs> oh, I uh, at the end of the I, at the end of the show. Come on, oh, guys. Like in the show. Okay, fair enough. I, I'm Mike a <laughs> I'm a literary assassin. I will work all uh, of these answers in. Uh, 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 yeah, JD, I, are you I, cutting I, out, or do you want to say something? <laughs> Just start Look, talking. I am just waiting for you to tally up all the responses so you can find out which of the four of us are actually romantically compatible with each other. That's so this is episode 76. You have to stop saying crap like that. <laughs> of the Freelancer Codex podcast. We actually do talk I'm about I'm not even like kidding. <laughs> like you've got to stop that. <laughs> it's not funny. I want to know. Oh, I said vegan hot blaze. Is that a chip, Duchess? Is it a is it a Dorito flavor? I don't know. Must be a Dorito flavor. I think Dorito has tons I've, of flavors. But, I've had some pretty good vegan chips. So, guys, this is episode seventy six of the Freelancer Codex podcast. When Duchess responds, we can talk about that. So, if you want to reach us, you can leave us a voicemail. You can do that at five zero five three eight six seven nine one seven, or you can leave us a uh, message, a email at freelancercodex at gmail. Dot com, Or, you know what else you could do? You could roll over to iTunes and you give us a couple five-star, you know, reviews. You can give us a couple. You can make as many accounts as you want. And you can give us as many five-star <laughs> reviews as you want. No one's going to stop you. No one's going to do that. So, there's a couple of them that we got. We had a follow-up from old D-Midi number one. D-Midi number one says, update from 225. That's February 25th. The fact that they sort of explain the decal pronunciation has unlocked my honest review. Great chemistry between the hosts. 
Always a fun conversation and good information. This is the five star anthem podcast you're all looking for. All the rest are turds. Ah, that's this is what he wrote. Okay, this is this is D Medi's opinion. So don't don't shoot the messenger. Well, the podcast isn't spectacular, and then it rolls into his other one. So yeah, it's not spectacular. I, I do want to say right off the top of that one, if you watch the live stream. And Ben said, Deco, I was uh, yelling at my scream and, uh, you know, with excitement and be like, <gasps> I can't say the words I was saying, but, you know, I was like, <laughs> vindicated. Yes. We are vindicated. I'm selfish. I'm wrong. Start, uh, Spider-Man, tell, ask, your, ask your dads about it or your parents. So, and then we have another one from Paradox Ahoy. Thanks for making my workday a bit more interesting and helping me keep up on Anthem News. Loving the game so far and interested to see how you guys feel about the upcoming content when it releases. Please keep covering the game. Oh, we will, Paradox Ahoy. We will keep covering the game because I think after the amount of time that we've all put in the game, um, if we didn't enjoy it, we would have stopped playing it. There's uh, plenty of good games to play. If we weren't enjoying this, I think we would just move on and stop doing the show, right? There's no point in do you think? Do you think he says his name, Paradox? Ahoy! Um, no, I don't I think just, so. Well, I don't think he says it, Paradox Ahoy. I think it's like, like Chips, Chips Ahoy, Ahoy cookies. Yeah. Paradox Ahoy. Yeah, it's definitely like just Chips like Ahoy. That. Yeah, that's exactly how JD that's said it. Well, Real- Chips Ahoy has has quote, has uh, exclamation points. Ooh, Chips Ahoy, regular or chewy? Uh, regular. Regular. Milk. Uh, chewy, I guess. Wow, you are the slowest at answering lightning questions, Devin. You are the worst. Well, you guys skipped over me, so... Look, like, all I know right. is that that answer came at the speed and cadence of Eeyore. This is like so. this is like the John the John Warner interview all over again. If you guys don't get in there, I'm just going to roll over you guys. Okay, <clears throat> hypothetical question. I need to know because Anthem is released. It was 20 days ago. 13 I'm going to stop you for release. a second, though, because I have something that I need to say and get off my chest. Uh-oh. Not really get off my chest. Um, Should we do this now? But I, or? Yeah, we'll do it now because it's okay. up there where it says to do it now. Following the show notes, Mr. Follow the show notes. <laughs> hey, this is why I have you in charge of the show notes, Mike. Go for it. This is why I'm here. So I am a very huge college basketball fan. I love it. March is the best time of year because of the NCAA um, championship tournament. Um, we have created a freelancer codex group. Um, if you would like to join, um, find that group using the official March Madness app. You can find that through your local app store, um, depending on what device you're on. Search the freelancer codex group. And the password, password, the password is Fort Tarsus. Get on in there. Um, capital F, capital T. Get in there. Um, brackets are gonna gonna open in a in I think nine days. Um, low will lock in our brackets. I believe Stephen has a prize going out to the highest point winner. Um, just for and it's something fun. There's, you don't have to pay to get in. It's not it's not like one of those sites, but it's just something fun to do. Um, so if you want to get in on that, feel free um, and go Dukes. I, I, don't, I don't know what the no prize space. is going to be yet, but we're going to figure something out because I think the tournament ends um, in April, right, Mike? It goes all the way to April, the tournament? Uh, yeah, so the, the championship game will be um, the, into the first week of April. So we'll have we'll have something fun to give out for the winner of that because that kind of stuff is fun. We yeah. like, we love giving away stuff on the Freelancer Codex because I think the competition is fun. Um, it's all you know, it's just all in good fun. So, real quick, 
Um, 20 days ago, Anthem released in early access. I guess that's what we're going to call it to all, to everyone that has Origin Access Premier. It has released 13 days for PlayStation 4 owners and Xbox owners. I wanted to posit the question to you all. Do you think it would have been better if Anthem dropped like Apex with very little information, almost no information, and it just, they showed up one day, Bioware said, hey, we have a game out. Here it is. You can play it now. Do you think that would have been better than the, you know, year and a half development communication that we got? I mean, we didn't get a full year of communication. It really started from EA Play from 2017. So that's kind of where that inf- that they started giving us information. Do you think it would have been better if they just yeah? Well, but that came out that came out in a super slow trickle. You know, when we first saw that, mm-hmm. when we saw that trailer in 2017 that that started this whole thing yeah we had one remember i i love i love the these guys made a made a web show about you know six minutes of video and we we have 812 812 episodes later after six minutes of video um so so i mean it was a drop in the bucket i think i think that that with the development of the game and them getting out as early as they really could, letting us know what was coming, what they wanted to do. I think it helped. El- it helped. I <laughs> talk. You can talk. Anyway. You can do it. it. I believe in you. I know. I can do it. I think it helped knowing that that kind of we're on this. They kind of pulled us aboard and we're on this journey together. Hopefully, to understand that there are going to be problems in this game because of the plan that they have for it. I mean, they want this. To last, this isn't going to be a one and done. Um, not that, not that Apex, because you brought it up, I'll use that. Not that Apex is a one and done, but it it seems to me that that game is very uh, basic. I mean, it has a very basic concept. You're going to jump in, you fight each other, battle royale type. Here are the guns. Here are the characters. Um, this is your build. This is what you have. Your this is this is the pre set what you have. With Anthem, however, I mean, they told us that we're going to have the ability to make builds. And I think that comes with its own set of problems inherently because numbers are going to mess each other up. And the way and the way that you set those up, what has priority, how does it work, it's going to create problems. And and we need to understand that, that the, these are the ups and downs with a live service game like Anthem. And I'm glad that they brought us aboard super early to allow us to celebrate their wins with them. Um, and then also to kind of um, drudge through the mud with them at times. Um, yes, the the white rifle is the most powerful right now, but that's going to get fixed. Like, we know that that's going to change. Well, yeah, so according to... the same legendary weapons I have. Well, well, yeah, of course, we're not at Devin's level. He's played 130 They're hours. obviously not using an Avenging Hero. <laughs> Legendary. In the proper way, right? One so, shot. <laughs> well, yeah, because you play on easy. But Grandmaster. <laughs> so, 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 I think, so I think it's a good thing. Easy. I think it's a good thing that they brought us on early. The, the, the thing leading up from here is now, and again, this is that, that theme that has been with us since episode one is balance. How much information is too much? I know Ben tries really hard only to give us the stuff that he can confirm, which I think is a very smart idea. But you know what? Sometimes you don't have to give us everything. 
give us the stuff that, that we're asking about because that's the stuff that we care about. And, and those little behind the scenes changes that you make, we don't need to know about um, in great detail. But, but keep us on board with like the big things. And, and I think they're really trying hard to do that. Um, their streams have been getting better. Um, I mean, there are three streams into it. Our third episode in, I don't think we had audio from Steven for like, you know, six weeks or something. And so it comes with problems. But I think they're doing a really good job. I appreciate them being on and trying to be transparent that way. Um, so, so I think it's good for now. But but now they're setting it up to where they're going to have to start delivering on everything that they tell us that they're going to do. Um, and so they're, they're cutting their workout for them and they're, they're setting themselves up. And I, and I hope that they succeed because I want Anthem to succeed because after 140 hours, I'm, I'm kind of vested. And so I, I enjoy where we are now. So I don't think that transparency has hurt the game. All right, so Dark Light Dreamer um, from chat says, I think that we have the kind of game, I think that with the kind of game that this is, we need to have some kind of idea of what the game is because it's not easily defined like Apex as a battle royale. So I don't think that dropping yeah. dropping it suddenly would have worked for the game. I do think that the messaging should have been way different though. So And, and I think that that is very true that Apex is, I mean, it's comparing apples to oranges, but I mean, they're both EA games. You know, you see the success of, of Apex and I think Apex people were waiting, wanting something new for that genre to evolve a little bit. And Apex dropped with all the right things to do that, to do it differently from PUBG and do it differently from Fortnite. I don't think Apex is like the, you know, the killer of those games. I think they all three can coexist with having their own fan base. So I, I know it's a little bit different, you know, comparing the two. But, you know, it, it's just kind of interesting. Devin, what do, what do you think? Do you think, like, the transparency has hurt them at all? No, I, I, I mean, it can have hurt them in some people's eyes. Uh, you know, they they showed things or said things, and, and maybe some of that didn't all happen. But uh, honestly, to kind of go off of what Mike was saying, you know, I felt – kind of the same way it's really i mean if they just dropped this like i mean anthem is a game that you know benefits from a community that surrounds it right so all the content creators people like us people you know like lupo and uh your anthem and bags all these guys who have been around for a while that have been making content for the game that are really invested in it yeah there's going to be big name content creators or or uh, influencers you know but they're here for right now while it's big and they're just going to keep moving on but there's a community that's built around it you know uh like our, our discord community and the people on twitter and everything else that that are part of our community that wouldn't be here we wouldn't be here if they had just dropped the game right like uh, in our current situation and so uh part of that journey for me was being able to enjoy that with the community that we've been slowly expanding and building and and uh, being able to see the highs and lows for for all of us, you know, of okay, we want more information, or this is what we're looking for. This is, you know, this is not what we thought, or different things. And it's been a lot of fun, you know, in a different journey all of its own. Uh, sharing that with a lot of different people from around the world that we would have never known. So I think I'm I think I'm tearing up, Devin. I, I know. <laughs> get back, get back in there, dear. JD, so you put, the head, JD, put a you have, change your filter in your uh, furnace. I think it's probably <laughs> allergies. Okay. <laughs> JD, you have closing remarks. Um, honestly, I think they they revealed it too early. Um, I think revealing it at 
E3 2017 um, the way they did, and them going radio silent almost immediately after was probably the worst thing that they could have done. I would have rather they stayed silent until uh, EA Play 2018 because it, I, I, like, looking back on it, um, that year where there was basically nothing, like, you had this big reveal, and obviously you had the knee-jerk reaction of the community, of the people that are like, Bioware's making this, like, you know, Destiny thing or whatever. And, like, we, we all remember what it was like. Uh, I don't need to rehash that. But the whole thing is that there was the year with nothing. And, like, we heard so little about Anthem during that time between E3 2017 and EA Play 2018 that I feel that the, the negativity, the toxicity, the idea that this was a, a bad game really had time to really just wiggle its way into uh, the online community and just really get its roots in. Especially considering that this was just like a month or a month or two after we had found out that Andromeda, like Andromeda, had failed, and then we also had um, uh, the the announcement that the DLCs were canceled for that, that there were no plans to further develop that. They were it was a bad news for Bioware leading into it, and then they had this thing that people weren't exactly big on, and then they went silent for basically a year with you know the devs and the Reddit keeping things alive. But I honestly think um, they revealed it too soon. I think if they if it had been the way how they did it and like the lead up into it, we had less of an idea and maybe like a sneak peek of what it was, not necessarily a full reveal of what it was supposed to be in 2017. Uh, kind of the way how they talked about it the previous year in 2016 at their uh, like you know the Bioware thing at the EA conference or whatever. I, I think it would have been better, but I definitely think they revealed it too soon. They there were always going to be expectations. Yeah, I do think that, you know, having to reveal it at E3 is really hard to pass up for any developer, especially when you're on that main stage, like with Xbox or if you're given or if it, you know, or if it's with Sony, it'd, it'd be hard to pass that up to get your game in front of that many eyes. I think things are going to be changing a little bit. I know Nintendo's, um, shoot, what do they call them? What do they call them when they release all their information? I forget the, the word that they call their, the their little podcast. Yeah, the or, Nintendo uh... Directs are super popular because Nintendo's just like, whatever, here's the information that we have. I mean, and they could save all that information for an E3 of that year, but Nintendo does whatever Nintendo does, and they don't really care what people think, and they just kind of throw out their information. And I think a lot of people are probably going to start going that route. Um, game announcements are going to be a lot shorter. I think you know we're going to start seeing that in the future, that these long lead times leading up to these games and then having these expectations that you can't really meet um, are going to start to go away. So it'll be interesting to see. It, it's going to be very interesting to see um, E3 this year compared to what it has been in the past. I mean, Sony's not going to be there. It'll be interesting to see what Xbox does. So real quick, let's talk about the live stream that we had uh, yesterday, Wednesday. Um, that's the 6th. I think, what, today's the 7th? Yeah, today's the 7th. So we had a live stream yesterday, Ben. And Jesse got on to the got on Twitch, and they started talking about a lot of the changes that are going to come up in the March 12th patch that we're going to have. So, first of all, and you guys can stop me when you want to talk about these things. I picked out like the most important ones. There's, they said there's going to be like over 300 changes. They're not going to put everything in the patch notes, but the patch notes are going to release next week also with the patch. But a couple of things that they said that they're going to work on is the PS the PS4 fix. 
The PlayStation 4 has been crashing and completely shutting off. I don't know if it's like a caching issue or what exactly is going on. They haven't said what's causing it to shut down. But people's PlayStation 4s are shutting off while they're playing the game. And that sucks because that can be pretty scary. You spend all the money on a PlayStation 4 and you, you know, you worry that, you know, this game that you're playing is bricking the system. They announced that it's not actually bricking the system. You just have to do a power reset. Um, I don't own a PlayStation 4, so I don't know how to do that. I assume you just unplug it from the wall, throw it in the trash, and then go buy a computer. I don't know if that's exactly how you you fix that problem. But they said they found a fix a couple different ways, so that's going to come out in the patch. Which, you know, that like I, I would be upset if I was a PlayStation 4 owner. Um, I, I don't know how something like this didn't get caught during the open, during the open demos. I mean, we had lots of people on the PlayStation 4 playing then. So is that something that just comes with playing over time, you know, past the well, I mean, it obviously didn't, it only just started happening, you know, so, um, I mean, it's a live service game and they're not going to be able, you know, games get more and more complicated. They're just not going to be able to... Uh, catch everything. And I think one thing we've kind of talked about, you know, off the show is, is like, you know, having early access or early release, you know, where they're working out all the kinks and the bugs is something I think where live service games can really benefit from that. It's like, cause people can get into these builds and everything else early and come in with the understanding that, yeah, it's still a work in progress and, you know, Anthem, you know, live service game is always a work in progress, just like Destiny or The Division or anything else. It's uh, constantly evolving and changing. And when they change things, they can break other things. That's why it's so complicated when they, you know, when they're talking about, oh, you know, they've they've fixed things or they have gotten rid of, you know, where you can't be revived or, you know, it's respawn restricted areas, but they've had to leave them in for reasons. You know, it's like they have a lot of complicated stuff and then they can't fix everything perfectly and so obviously something they updated you know broke it on the playstation and but they figured it out and And the nice thing is they reported that they haven't had any official reports that people's systems have been bricked which is nice um if if that was happening then i mean that we'd be having a different episode 76 i think so but luckily that's not happening uh the next thing the res timer we have a res timer now instead of just going down and having to wait to be um, revived by the players like in Stronghold and during certain missions. We have a 30 second timer that we can just wait for. Especially, I mean, sometimes I, I usually try to look out to see if any players are down. But when you're fighting and you're focusing on, you know, attacking mobs, you know, you, you find yourself not looking up in that left corner and seeing if people are actually down. I mean, if like I said, pretty close to my PC monitor. And you kind of just get tunnel vision when you're fighting. And then you're like, oh, flying around. It's like, oh, someone's down over there. I guess I better go pick them yeah. up. So, I- Well, and, and, and a part of that is they also said that they're decreasing the amount of those areas, right? Yeah, so they're, they're clearing not, out the so not only do you get a, areas but yeah. As, yeah. as much as they can. So that, so that should maybe help with that too. Because I think the question was, I go down. And and no one's there to help me, you know, get back up. So I think I think their solution there was twofold: decreasing the areas, and then also putting a timer on for like when you're fighting a swarm tyrant, and maybe you can't get to someone in time. So, so the one thing I wonder about that though is: it just going to raise you right there, or do you have to respawn back somewhere else? Right. So if you're right. in, 
you know, specific areas like a stronghold or something else. We don't know how many of those areas have been affected, but is it going to put you behind a door, which is going to which then won't open there and then teleport you back into the area. So yeah. like a console load times are not very great, mm-hmm. which that was one of the things <laughs> I experienced playing on the Xbox. And I was like, oh, I'll just respawn because they're over fighting <laughs> these guys. And I was like, oh, this was a bad decision. <laughs> this is a bad idea. And then I told yeah. them we should be playing on a PC where you, know, <laughs> you can have an M.2 drive and it loads really fast. <laughs> but um, Devin getting all technical on them, dropping bombs. Yeah. They're like, ah, oh, you're a high and mighty PC master race. <laughs> it's true. It's hard, to, it's hard to go back from that. Yeah, this is going to be interesting because when you die during free play, it spawns you back at the nearest Strider, and then you have to return to the place where you died, which is kind of... Is it the nearest Strider, or is it the Strider that you that you launched in with? Mm, I don't know. Die often? So I'll have to do uh, some science. Yeah, right. I'll have to do some out. science storm. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I die quite a bit, but usually I have teammates there to res me. So I don't right. normally die and then have to res myself. Respawn. So, right. We'll have to figure I, that out. I mean, out. I don't think I've been in a respawn restricted area where it's been like, you know, a very long time where I'm just sitting there and waiting and nobody comes to res me. Um, I don't know. I've been trying to think about that since yesterday. Like, has there been a time where it's been like I've just been sitting there for minutes on end, and I don't think there's ever been like even a minute of me just sitting there and waiting? Well, you know, unless but, there's a bunch of enemies right on top of me, and then it's understandable because they can't get right. to you. But but, um, but a minute, but a minute is a long time. Yeah, unless I mean, I'm like yeah. it's a I mean, long time. As as a storm main, sometimes I spend a lot of time waiting to get resed because you know shields <laughs> aren't the best. Um, I'm just barely getting my masterworks and my legendaries. But yeah, I mean, I've had enough. I've been down for long enough to where I can pick up my phone, scroll through Twitter, and they'd be like, oh, they're here. they're back. So, I mean, and it's yeah. never like you said, Devin, it's never been like two, three minutes. But I mean, when yeah. you're playing the game, you want to be playing the game. You don't want to be down on the ground. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I think think also, worse. you can look through your menus, right? So, oh, yeah. yeah. You, you I, I think it's made worse by. Um, I think it's made worse by the fact that um, when people go down on your team, it's not exactly a like a big notification on the screen. A lot of the times uh, when I've been playing on Xbox, um, it really just looks like um, the person, like like the entire team, will be down except for one person, and we're all just kind of, you know, there. You know, usually, you know, all down. Sometimes we're close together, sometimes we're not. But the other guy, the guy who's surviving, is just focused on, you know, surviving and he's still doing the objective, but he doesn't, it's not like he's, you know, incredibly focused on, you know, just surviving. He's obviously going, uh, like a little bit more recklessly. So it, it, it always just kind of ends up looking like, oh, he, now he's flying our direction because he noticed us after a while because it wasn't clear to him before. Cause you can see the little, you know, health bars in the, uh, the side of your screen. Not but, if your HUD is off. Yeah, not if your HUD is off. And unless you're looking in that direction, um, where, where they are, you don't really see the outline of them down. So the notifications for when your teammates are down or if you're the last person standing are not great and non-existent. So I, it, it's definitely good to have a respawn timer, especially when, when you get down isn't exactly made clear to your team. I'm I'm going to make an admission that even if they put a audible cue that someone went down, and they said, your teammate is down. I'd be like, well, that idiot should have been standing out in the open. He can wait until I'm done killing these guys, and then I'll go res him. So, Since yeah. we're making confessions, you Uh-oh. know, in strongholds, when people steam ahead 
and uh, don't let us kill the enemies to try and get uh, legendaries and masterworks. <laughs> if you go I down, you're I staying down. I purposely not don't res them to teach them a lesson. <laughs> yes. Like, to teach them a lesson that should, they don't know. Yeah, like, what like, is he doing? It's, like, it's hey, not a speed run. It's not a speed run. Out, Slow down. It's like we're here to get gear, and if you blow past all the enemies, I'm not going to res you, bro. Yeah, those yeah. Scor- those scorpions <laughs> that people fly over, that's where I've gotten the most masterworks from strongholds. And you see, and you didn't believe me the first yeah. time. Well, I don't no, normally waiting- believe you when you tell me stuff, so. <laughs> waiting to get respawned and like ra- waiting to get revived has easily been the, where most of my gamer rage has been focused lately. Cause I'll <laughs> just like, we'll be in a perfectly advantageous situation. Behind cover, no enemies around. There's multiple, well, multiple of us there. He's drawn the enemies away. And I like I like I, gamer rage is so rare for me, but Anthem has had these moments where <laughs> I am anymore. just sitting there. It's been like two minutes, just like you know, with that red screen on them. Like, what are you doing? Well, JD, if you didn't die in the first place, you wouldn't have had to wait that long. Uh, you, yeah. They should be able to. Well, I guess if they have the voiceover IP turned off, yeah. Because on Xbox, yeah. it works perfectly fine, in my opinion. And and uh, and I'll ask you guys this. For the amount of hours that I've played, I've never heard a single voice of someone that I have not been partied up with through Discord. Like I have my voice, I have my VoIP on, and I have that selected so that if anyone wanted to talk, they could. But I have not heard a single person come over my voice comms while I'm playing this game. I think maybe three people total in my time, and that was just like a blip, like you know, hey, what's up, and then nothing. <laughs> okay, yeah. I think it's definitely a uh, it's a it's a different sub world of of kind of where we are. There definitely are those players who would prefer to be able to talk to their team, and then there's definitely those that I, I rare I very rarely find those who are in the middle who are like, yeah, I can talk sometimes, but sometimes I just want to play. I've I've it's been my experience that either you don't want to talk or you want to have conversations and tell everybody your deepest darkest secrets. So <laughs> while you're which to is really to a cutscene. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Please don't talk over yeah. cutscenes. Um, I try yeah. to skip them. Just, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> when I'm playing on somebody else's mission and I finish it real quick for him. <laughs> That's rude. Yeah, we'll t- we'll yeah. talk about that later. <laughs> you're, you're the worst kind of. Okay, so there's no more greens, no more whites when you're level thirty. So this is one of the things that Ben talked about um, when people were like, "Hey, you know, drops aren't working correctly. We're not getting enough things." And Ben said, "You know what? Let's try this change first. Let's see if it works out instead of changing this plus increasing the drop rate and, you know, making that drop rate way out of whack. They think that decreasing the drops here from the greens and the whites at level 30 will increase. I mean, which which makes sense. If you're getting rid of two rarities out of the loot pool, then you should have a better chance of getting Masterworks Un- out of it. Unless, unless it means that blues and purples are taking their numbers. Yeah. Because right. then, cause then we're just going to get chest after chest after chest of purples. Well, that's happening which, now. So it is. It is happening now because I think the the masterworks and the uh, legendary numbers are so low. They're probably like point zero two or whatever. Um, <laughs> they've got to be. I mean, I've done the math. So it is pretty rough. It is pretty rough, and 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 not that it shouldn't be. Don't get me wrong. I shouldn't be getting a legendary out of every chest that I do, but. For every 10 hours, for every, maybe even every 20 hours, maybe I should get a legendary. Oh, yeah. I should have more than, I should have more than two 
after 140 hours. I think I think that's clear. You only have two? Yes, I only have two legendaries. I have a component and I have a a um assault launcher. Yeah, after I, 140 hours. So there's a thread currently on Reddit where someone went through and they were comparing their drops because they said they got 44 legendaries in 50 hours by not going for chess, but for going for like legendary enemy. It's it's a very long thread on Reddit. Um, you can go on there. Forty four in fifty hours. They got forty four in fifty hours because they think that when you have an objective, enemies aren't dropping loot correctly. So if you have an objective like during a stronghold where you have to get the echoes, it's applying the drop rate to the treasure chest and not to enemies. But if you're out in free play, just killing things, then that drop rate gets changed for some reason. And legendary and higher tiered mobs are actually dropping more legendaries in free play. It's a pretty interesting read. It's pretty long. I just found it before the show. So, I mean, it go to Reddit, check it out. And, you know, if, if there's one thing that gamers are good at is trying a bunch of things and um brute forcing all this stuff to figure out what works and what doesn't work so it's something i'm gonna look for because the majority of my time has been in strongholds and in missions i have not spent Mm -hmm. a ton of time in free play just because when we're playing you know it's like no let's go do these missions we have guaranteed masterworks at the end of these things but i mean i i got on this morning for 40 minutes played free play because i just wanted to go around and explore i found a random treasure chest that looked like a world treasure chest that somehow spawned for me and I didn't have to do anything and one legendary popped out of it. So, I mean, I've, that's never happened to me before. That was like the only thing that I saw. I didn't even see any other mobs in the world, but I got a legendary out of the chest. So I know it, it's something to try at least. Yeah, for sure. I don't know how much time you guys have spent in free play compared to everything else. I've played a lot of free play, but yeah, for there's me, a quest you have to do. My legendary drops come from regular mobs, not like mm-hmm. higher tiered stuff. So mine's kind of the opposite opposite experience of what they're they are going through with uh, that Reddit thread, uh, because you know you'd think you know with the higher tier mobs they would drop the higher tier loot, but more often than not for me it's always like oh I just killed you know a regular mob or whatever and poop out pops a legendary which I have sixteen or sixteen now. So you have sixteen legendaries. Yeah. How many of them are rage components? Quit. Rage quit. Rage quit. I have one component legendary. Nope, I'm done. Goodbye. I have none. <laughs> Forget this. Nope. Shut it down. Shut it down. Component. Um. What I have. Uh, let's see. I have 16? one in my strike. Whatever. I have three or four in my. Oh, what's the other ability? One of my gear pieces. And then the most of them are in weapons. I have like seven in my weapons. So. If you'd like to audition for the fourth member of our Freelancer <laughs> Codex podcast team, <laughs> Devin will be leaving us at the end of this month. <laughs> oh. So, I mean, I, I have everything except for, 16. you know, five components, pieces. I have legendaries in all the other slots except for obviously support because there's nothing above Epic right now. So and really, if you're going to increase the level of your javelin, you need to find the other components. Yes, it's all all components. I mean, that's yep. what I'm waiting for. But you know, I keep you know the legendaries are great, but when they don't pop in areas, I had the same problem with masterworks. 
where I couldn't get components for forever, so I just kept getting weapons after weapons after weapons. And that Aww. wasn't just because I was playing in hard mode, <laughs> you know. But it's great. You know, I keep collecting all the weapons. I know you're upset, Mike. It's salty. It's okay. It is salty. Um, you know, but every everybody has different experience when they're playing, and, you know, so. Um, yeah, but it definitely needs to be improved and to, mm-hmm. to give you – uh, more of the loot that you're looking for. But I think it's also, I mean, it's great, you know, playing, we talked about when I played on the Xbox for a little bit, it was great when I played with them because they were, you know, like level 24, 25, and 27. So they were in a different place, you know, none of them had finished the story yet, and um, none of them had even gotten a masterwork yet. And so that night they actually both, two of them got masterworks, and it was it was a lot of fun. And uh so it's good to see, you know, all these people still coming into the game, still progressing, and, you know, definitely they, they don't spend as much time as I, I do or Mike or some of the other people who put in, you know, multiple hours a day. So. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I, I'll talk about legendaries later. We'll continue with these patch notes. So you'll be able to start expeditions from anywhere in the fort. So a lot of people have been asking for this. There's you know, a group of people that don't like the fort very much, so they don't like walking around there. They don't like starting down in the enclave and having to walk to your javelin. So now you'll be able to start that from anywhere. I actually like the fort. I don't mind walking around inside of it. So, I mean, this wasn't really something that I was asking for that much. Um, if we can increase the speed a little bit, I think that would probably take care of a lot of the problems. I think the speed <laughs> is still and don't slow. And don't let the NPCs, like, walk right in front of you. Because like man, you can't get around like a, them. That's a real marketplace, Mike. You can't just walk through people when you're out shopping. I think they do it on purpose. I think you they know? do. I'll be I'll be walking and then they're like, "Oh, you're coming." Hold on. And I'm like, <laughs> and then you try to time it where you're like, "Okay, I'll slow back a bit," and then you start, and then they just still get in your way. And it's usually the person with like the face grate. Uh, <laughs> all, I, uh, all professional like, football like, are you a are you a cheese grater? Like. Hmm. Ahead, I saw that post on the Reddit uh, where they were basically saying that the AI of the people in the crowd is basically like the video game version of when you're walking around, you, you almost walk into somebody, and then you step to the right, and then they step to the same direction, and you're trying to get around each other because you keep sidestepping each other, but you're moving the same way. Yeah. It's it's a lot like that. It's um, very realistic then. I'm, <laughs> yeah. Also, the the way how like when you get too close to them, they start making eye contact with your character. And like, I remember I accidentally ran into somebody and I just kind of like looked and they were just like giving me this like death stare and found that particularly creepy. It's like, I just did you say you were sorry. (laughs) Oh, sorry. You can either do the air guitar or you can do a dance or you can throw a flare in their face. That's pretty much the only emote. Not in the fort. Not in the fort. You can't. You can't do that. That would be fun though. If you could just (laughs) throw flares at everyone. All right. The quality um, of life change. Hang on, before you go, the quality of life change that I want to see in the fort. I want all four of my javelins on the launch pad, and I want to be able to walk into the one that I want to pilot for that expedition. That's what I want to see. I think not that only would, would be that good. be like quality of life. I think that would just look cool if mm-hmm. you have your javelins up there. I mean, even I want a screen where I can see all four of my javelins at once. Because sometimes when I'm playing in the forge, I like use a, a color scheme throughout them all and kind of make a match. And I want to be able to see that. I also want to see each level of my javelin. If, do I have a masterwork ranger? Do I have a, a legendary or an epic um, Colossus? You know, I want to, I want to see all that stuff on one screen instead of having to scroll through. 
that that's me. Sorry. It makes you wonder because there's on that plat, on that platform, you never see another javelin there. So it's kind of like, am I the only freelancer here, or are there other freelancers? Or what, but you what's but going you do here? see but you do see four pads. I wonder right, if it's yeah. going to be part of a. Uh, they're still welding a, on them. Okay, I mean, it's, they, their welders are not very good. They can't pass code, and uh, the welding inspectors just keep saying, "No, you no. get too much porosity in these welds." Um, <laughs> You're gonna have to keep going. Break it up. Start again. But Newhorn did say, you know, having those all out there would give us one less loading screen, which is true. If you want to play with it a would. different javelin, you got to go to the forge, load into that, then load into the javelins. There's more javelins than the storm. Yeah. There is. You know, the storm, I would say, you know, while it looks the coolest, is probably the least played. Oh, false. <laughs> false. So the majority of times I drop in, there are always two storms, and usually there's three or four, but I've, there's always two storms. All right, then server shutdown. Not my games. <laughs> server shutdown is changing, and there it's going to be less annoying. So I don't do a lot of free play, but when I was doing free play, um, I got this little message pop up and it said, hey, server's shutting down in two hours. And I was like, hey, thanks for letting me know. That's really nice of you. I'm not going to be playing free play for two hours, but I appreciate you letting me know, you know. And then I was going on flying around. Hey, server's going to shut down in one hour and 59 minutes. Like, okay, um, I heard you the first time, but thanks. Yeah. Keep going. So that goes away. I'm trying to fly. You know, it covers up my my bar, and I fall down. And it's like, hey, server's shutting down in an hour and fifty seven minutes. Like, okay, I'm done. I I shut the server down because I'm not gonna <laughs> sit through and watch this bar pub up all the time. So that's a really good change. Glad yeah. that's gonna be gone. And you know, they don't really need to tell us that often. But and that's gonna change. Okay, the bugged ultimate bar. So if you're a storm and you're like, all right, I can use my ultimate right away. I can start killing things, and you start spamming What's on that every button. Javelin? <clears throat> Again, there's more than one javelin. So anyway, the storm can't yep. drop that. There's lots so, more. There's no. three. There's more javelins besides the storm than just the storm. Okay, fair enough. So this bug is going away, and I'm really excited for it. So um, let's see what else. You can now prime titans. That's going to be an exciting change. Um, that'll be fun. It'll it'll be exciting when titans are fun to fight instead mm -hmm. of how they are now. <laughs> yep. So yeah. one of the one of the cool features that I mean. And Ace Combat, I think Ace Combat like four did this a while ago. That at the end of a mission, you can see like where you flew, and it'll do like the little arrow, and you can follow it around. And the map actually does this; it'll track where you've been, where you've gone. Every time I'm fighting a Titan, there's just 15 circles in one spot. I'm <laughs> like, that's just—it doesn't feel like good combat to me. If all I'm doing is strafing around in a circle, dodging projectiles mm -hmm. that can hit me, even though they're nowhere close to me. So I hope that's yeah, something yeah. that they address. Um, I know Devin, you actually like fighting titans. You're kind of yeah. weird like that, but it just—I mean, what what it's about? I'm in the an interceptor and I can just dodge, you know, the fireball and I don't get hit. <laughs> you like, you cannot right. look at me. You cannot look at me with a straight face and say you've never been hit by a fireball that was nowhere close to you. I have. It's true. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, cool. But then I just use my uh, ability that gets rid of the effects, and then it's not a problem. And I just keep going. <laughs> so. Okay, and, and that's fine. But I mean, the <laughs> I know it, it's definitely can be frustrating, especially for people to get knocked down by it or or have yeah. a lot more issues with it with moving around. You know, because they're not as agile as my javelin of choice. Well, and it isn't one of the uh, one of the patch one of the fixes coming that that they've changed the knockdown um, numbers so you don't get knocked down as hard. 
At least for the, for the Colossus. For the Colossus, that wasn't that wasn't all four javelin javelin. No, wide. because it, for the Colossus, when that would happen, it takes them a lot longer to get back up and to move. And so, okay. I know playing with some of my friends who uh, main a Colossus, it's super frustrating because they would get knocked down from a Titan or anything else, and then they can't put the shield up or do other things. And so they've they've definitely made that better mm-hmm. because Good. you know the developers they play the game they get frustrated just like we get frustrated, mm-hmm. and so they can see some of those things firsthand. And uh, they and go, oh, that's what they're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've I've been playing the Colossus uh, more and more. I've actually been dividing a lot of my time between uh, the Colossus and the Ranger uh, more than the Storm. I spent a lot of time in the Storm during the Crit Path, but um, the the biggest problem with the Colossus is just uh, when any of its animations get interrupted. All of its animations by default are so much slower than any other any other javelin. So it's like if you started reloading something, even if it's the same gun uh, that you have on other loadouts, it feels slower. It, and it doesn't really help that like because you <laughs> lack shields, like like lack like energy shields like the other javelins, like the Ranger or the Storm or the Interceptor, um, it just really kills you because you end up like you get interrupted in the middle of a reload or you go to use an ability or you get overheated and knocked to the ground. And the animations for the Colossus just end up getting so slow and you don't feel like you can react. You, I mean, thank God you're so tanky. You're welcome. But, this is the Colossus is hardcore. On that. You know, so it's, oh. you know, for a Dark Souls experience, you play as a Colossus. Hmm. I never, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike are, you, Mike, are you sitting down currently? Uh, yeah. Right, so, so Phaedron Why? from chat says he got four legendaries today while he was playing. Just while he was playing. <laughs> Ooh, so moving on. Yeah. It, I want to thank you all for joining us for episode <laughs> 76 of the Freelancer Codex Mike's podcast. We uh, There's a Shaper Storm on the horizon. We'll see you we'll on, on next all week. the wrong things. <laughs> so Masterworks have been buffed. They were saying that Grandmaster 2 and Grandmaster <laughs> 3 is like uh, is too much of a climb. So they're going to buff the Masterworks to compensate for that, which led us to a lot of new information. There's a great Reddit thread about the scaling that Anthem is doing, and it really is based on your gear number that you're adding on there. Um, and it does – so it changes the scaling. I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to stop you there, and I got to talk about something. Oh. I got it. <laughs> You, I uh oh oh you're you're serious okay I am serious I'm sitting um, down now I want to take a moment and reach out to I don't know who <laughs> this is not fun Alex Trebek <laughs> oh oh Alex oh, sorry. yeah I know oh, yeah, that is sad. Oh, man. way hearts, to go Steven hearts go out to Alex well, he was on my mind because I've been thinking about him all day because I love Jeopardy well, so much yeah. I mean, have have any of us lived through a time where he wasn't the host of Jeopardy? Nope. I'm yeah, no. I'm pretty old. You are pretty old, so you. Can I I have <laughs> Jeopardy wasn't around when I was born. Just so you know. Thoughts and prayers oh. out to Alex Trebek. He's a nice guy. Um, Mike, do you really have a thing, or are you just like, you know, or or are you <laughs> frustrated like, at his? Life I don't. I actually just. I actually just. I think you're just trolling me now because I am. I'm gonna. If I doesn't like Phaedron anymore, if <laughs> I don't get them. Nobody no one else. No one else can shut down the game. So, so, Steve, Steve, what do you think? We we talked about all these things that are coming. These things that will happen on March twelfth when they when the game updates. What do you think should happen now? So for the for the next patch, you mean? Do you remember? Yeah, what, do you remember when we were told that dialogue in Stronghold would like <laughs> go away after we run? <laughs> 
I do remember that. Yeah, that's something that that they could bring about. Like I know Sev mm-hmm. is like a Corvus agent. He doesn't like spiders. Um, he doesn't like omelets. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think we're okay with that. We, we, we can be done. We can just run the mission, and we don't have to hear that dialogue. <laughs> yeah. And I would be okay with it. And so I also remember when they said that getting enough damage on a Titan would interrupt its attacks. I do that all the time. If you have an impact damage. Also, freeze is, is pretty good at distinguishing fire attacks. Like it's fire attacks. Yeah. Well, but but I stopping think. them completely though, I don't think I've ever been I've, in one where the where the attack has stopped completely. I thought that's what one thing we were promised. We'll show you who's pretty. Whatever. Pretty he easy. gets legendaries. I can't play with people <laughs> who get legendaries. I have no legendaries. Um, like, I have PC. none. PC. <laughs> PC. True. Master race. <laughs> Um, One day they'll get crossplay, and, and we can all play. You know. No, so there, there, oh, I actually man, have quite a long list of things that I've been thinking about through the week that that I would like to see. Um, some of them aren't necessarily changes; they're more just like philosophy on the game. I don't think that all the weapons we get should have the same base damage, base magazine size, and base reload. I but think, you, but you're talking about you're talking about the same priority, weapon, right? The same weapon. Yeah, I'm talking, like talking if, about if you have two devastators side by side. Currently, the damage is exactly the same when you get them based on their rarity. I Magazine size is the same. The only thing that's different All is that's inscriptions. inscriptions. Inscriptions can change those things, but I don't. I don't know why they have it. Like you know, playing Diablo, like you could get the same Thunder Fury. That you know, same you level. You can never have the same. <laughs> yeah, I guess ever. you could. You can never have the same thing because those. You know, hey, this one has a higher DPS. This one has, you know, you know, this one gives you more intelligence or whatever, depending on what build you're doing. So I don't. I don't know exactly why they do it this way. I don't know if it's just for like a clean, like, hey, this is the base gun, you know. And if that's the case, like, why even show us those stats at all? That doesn't make much sense to me if we're basing everything off the inscription. Because well, I, like- I think I think that's what it's for is for is for those number crunchers to be able to say, you know, if, if this gives you plus 15 rounds in the magazine or plus 15 percent in the magazine, they want to be able to have a number that that tells you that. that and that's you fine know, have, when they give us a stat sheet. But currently, you know, the only people that are going to do that are people that have Excel open that can actually <laughs> put those numbers in. Do the well, and, I'm, and I'm sure those people are out there. I'm sure those people are out there, and that's probably why it's done like that. No, I mean that that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me that like we need to have a stat sheet first of all, and they talked about that. They're working on it. They know it needs to be in there. So that's something I think is high priority. Give us that information. Like, and and my thing with the weapons, like the item level, it just makes it so you know there there's no reason not to have like a level sixty one, a level sixty two. And a level 63 weapon, like jumping from 62 to like 65 to the next tier is skipping over a lot of content people can be pushing through. I mean, it'd be exciting if you're like, man, I just need one more thing to get me to this next little level to push me over the edge to where I can actually do Grandmaster 2. Right now, it's like, okay, it doesn't matter what master work I get. I'm going to be able to go from Grandmaster 1 to Grandmaster 2. It could be something that doesn't even work with my build, but this number that it has attached to it is going to get me over that hump. Even though it would be better if I was looking for something that gave me, you know, fire damage, plus fire damage, or, you know, plus whatever else. Right now, it's just a numbers game based on that one number on these items. 
even if your build isn't optimized to anything, you can still go in there and you can shoot stuff and kill stuff. And it's I can take you a little bit longer. You know, we don't have proper builds. You know, that I think that's one of the other things that make Grandmaster two and three a little bit harder is when you're not, you know, taking the time. Because right, I mean, you just have, you have to invest the time in looking at the inscriptions and saying, okay, this is what I'm trying to do with these builds, or you know, because there's not a stat sheet, so there's not an easy way to say, okay, I need. You know, uh, an acid build or you know, elemental builds and different things. And so, if you're not taking the time, I mean, I know when I first tried to go into Grandmaster Two, it's like, oh, okay, this just takes forever because I was what doing exactly what you're saying. I was just throwing whatever masterwork I got, my highest gear in there. None of it matched. It wasn't helping. And so, uh, until I got a lot more of that higher gear, I couldn't really, you know do anything i wanted to try it and i was like okay this sucks because it takes forever um right but once i started to get more and more stuff and i could okay here's the build i like this is what it, it increases my damage it works better for acid resistance or this and that and uh so now i can go in there and it's a lot easier you know when i do uh free play i used to do grandmaster 2 and uh go through there but you have to i mean you have to stick with everybody so it's easier and doesn't take a lot of time if you're not sticking with people then it, it sucks so. do you think a shooting range in the fort would help with that no i don't think so i mean i think the really the only thing that's going to help with that is going to be the stat sheet that's going to be the easiest way for the most people to adjust their builds without having to take the time i mean because a lot of people aren't going to take that time to to do that they're just gonna be like oh i'm just going to throw the gear on i don't really know what it does you know, but when they can see the easy, you know, a graph or a, st a stat screen that shows them, okay, this is putting these pieces together adds more, takes away some of the effort and allows people who don't want to, you know, put the time in to figure that out. So, Well, I think the stat sheet just gives you the opportunity to get in there quicker and start playing instead of, you know, yeah. you know, doing your own math in your head. Like I, I would, I would like, love a stat sheet. I would like to know like what my damage per second is just by looking at a number. Like Diablo does this, um, Dad did it. It worked for them, and, that, and that's how these and that's how these things work. But dad had a stat sheet. Huh? My dad. That's had, how had America a stat sheet. does it. If I install all these components, I want to see. Okay, what is my fire damage now? What is my impact damage? What is my because right now you can look at all these inscriptions and they're so confusing right now as they are, and they said that they're going to work on them, and you know I'm glad they are because it's a system that that needs a lot of work that can make this game into you know an amazing game and i and i love the game i love it how it is mm -hmm. i know it's going to change and it's going to become better but these are the things that i'm looking forward to because i i do want to be like okay this is my lightning build how high can i get this number up and if it takes me an hour compared to 10 minutes to go through my items i would rather do the 10 minutes and i mean yeah. it, it just has to be there it's an rpg it needs to be there so I would like their gear agreed. pieces to be sorted by like gear, you know, so it's the same thing. Yes. <clears throat> the the hardest thing is like when you're going through uh to try for me is to try and remember what gear piece I have currently selected. Exactly. And when I'm comparing them, I'm like, well, what does this gear piece look like? So I'm like, okay, I have to back out. Okay, let me look at this gear piece again. All right, let me look exactly for those gear pieces and find them, you know. So I would like it to be you know, a little bit better organizer ways that I can customize it some more. Um, I mean, you could do a little bit of searching, you know, uh, on PC and uh, you can kind of filter stuff, but it doesn't really help very much. And a lot of the icons look very, very similar. 
Like yeah. playing with the storm, there's one that has the exact same icon, but this left nut is highlighted, and on this other piece, <laughs> it's the right nut that's highlighted. <laughs> they, they really do look like nuts and bolts on the pieces. That's why I say nut. So you guys get your heads out of the uh, out of the gutter there. So yeah, no, it, I live in the gutter. I know. <laughs> We just we just lost our PG. I'm just kidding. So I mean, so, a lot of these. So changes. from chat, I have a, I have a question from chat. Who's gotten a legendary in the time that we've been talking? Then Phaedron got his four. Anybody? Anybody out like there? Six people. Seventeen people have gotten legendaries. Seventeen people in the last. It's minute, cool. So it doesn't hurt my feelings. It's whatever. Every time a bell <laughs> rings, somebody gets a legendary. So what about all the challenges like, that we yeah. have, guys? What What do you think about the challenges that were given? In the game, do you think they're rewarding at all? Do you think that they need to be changed? Are they too long? Like Mike and Devin, you, you mean like daily, I, weekly, and monthly challenges? No, um, I think he's talking about the uh, the trials, Devin. You and I, because I talked to Stephen about this, the conversation that you and I were having, where where right now I'm working on. I think it's um, fifteen hundred. No, it's it's twenty five hundred. Twenty five. Twenty five. Um, well, I'm on the first step, so I'm at twenty five quick plays. A yeah. hundred strongholds, um, fifty. No, it should be. Is it like fifty strongholds, or is it a hundred? No, it's only like twenty-five strongholds. A hundred is like world events. Okay. So, so, so I, I obviously haven't finished it yet. And Devin, what do you get from that step? So you, so when you complete that step, you get the Reaver vinyl, which is that red skull vinyl okay. that I have on my interceptor that I. Tweeted out, uh, I think two days ago. Okay. And um, get you some coin. Uh, so that was pretty cool because I, I like that. You know, if you look through the codex and stuff like that, in a lot of their challenges, uh, they have you know um, decals for people to that you're going to get when you accomplish some of these things. Uh, some of these the challenges are pretty crazy, um, and it's like. We don't know how to complete some of them. There's there's challenges that just have question marks. You're like, yeah, just just keep playing and to figure it out. And so, which is cool, gives you some mystery. But um, so I thought that was cool to get through that phase. You know, I mean, for me, it gives me something to keep to keep doing. You know, I enjoy working towards that progress. And so, like, I went, I finished that two nights ago uh, because I found that quick play on normal uh, works just fine. Mm-hmm. So, and this is something that I talked with Mike about was when we were originally playing, and we we got to both got to level thirty. And we switched from hard to grandmaster. Um, that we felt like the bugs and issues actually escalated when you go to the higher difficulties, mm-hmm. which was was pretty strange. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. in my experience, the, the lower the difficulty, the less bugs I I have. Hmm. So that's I don't know. That's just my experience, and so. But I know playing in on normal, I had no issues with uh, any of the quick plays, and I was able to complete. I had nine out of twenty-five when I started two two days ago, and it took me two and a half hours to to get the rest of them. Nice. So, um, so I even now, got masterworks. I even got two masterworks while I was playing on normal. So, what are the uh, what are the some of the numbers that you're working on now? Then, because so, then that'll lead into my next question. Yeah, so the next one is quite a bit. Um, it's like 2,500. Let me find my phone here. I can find it for you. I mean, it seems like a big number, but it's it's not horrible. I mean, it's something you're so. going to be doing while you're playing the game anyway. So it's not yeah. like you have to go mm-hmm. out of your way to kill things. 
Yeah. Right. So, right. Because I posted it on uh, – I can't find it on my phone. But in, it's like 2,500 of each faction, right? Then you have to kill 1,000 elite enemies and 200 legendary enemies. And so just from playing the couple hours – you know, the three hours I played yesterday, and I got to play about an hour today, uh, I have you know, like 600 elites killed and um, – you know, legendaries. I'm at maybe 25 or 26 because I just played. You know the um, legendary contracts, mm-hmm. which they're not so legendary. But, um, <laughs> they're more, you mean they're more like epic no, because they're, they're, they're per- like they're masterwork contracts. Yeah, they're, they're master. They're, I mean, really, that's one thing I was also thinking about was when they decided to make legendary uh, a higher tier than masterwork. They kind of screwed up some of their naming stuff, in, in my opinion, mm-hmm. where a legendary contract. It gives you a masterwork, you know. Uh, so if if the legendary was still below masterwork, that would still be fine. It should be called masterwork contracts if they're just going to give you a masterwork item, right? Um, yeah, you know, okay. legendary contracts should give you legendary items mm-hmm. to do them, and they should be a lot harder um, because they're yep. they're really not that difficult to do. Yeah, so. I, th- I think the naming yeah. there is a naming issue in the game, like being consistent with what you're calling things all the time. That I mean, there's an issue, in, and that that's something that can be cleaned up. So it'll be it cleaned up be. in the future, yeah, I'm sure. Definitely, and we can go. Um, so so looking into the codex, Devin, I don't know if you have or not. What is the reward for finishing this step? For this step, it uh, it just lists. Um, it doesn't list another deco. I think it's just coined for this step, but there is another step that follows it. So it's just coined for the step. So the do you step, think? So do you think the time reward ratio is adequate? Um, I think so because I, I don't think it's going to take too much time really to to get that. I mean, the numbers go mm-hmm. up pretty steadily. Um, I was surprised that I mean I didn't haven't posted it yet to our Discord, but I took a picture of like. Day one, this is what I completed on the first day, and I'm going to take a picture each day of how right. it improves and, and see the progress, you know. Um, but I, I don't think it's too hard because, I mean, the weeklies, you know, I, I, sometimes it is hard to get one of the factions uh, fully complete at the end of the week, you know, so I have to focus on killing, you know, usually it's Dominion mm-hmm. or Outlaws uh, that I have to really focus on to get to 500 for the weekly. But, um it just seemed like once I started this, it, it the numbers were going up, so it, it maybe it's easier for me to track because I can see it more often. But. Cool. So yeah, so so I think that's what Steve was was alluding to was the the reward slash time issue that that yeah. is this stuff rewarding. Uh, you know, I mean, for some of them, it is. You know, with the, with the decals and stuff, I would I prefer with a lot of these longer term ones or the bigger contracts. You know, like the challenge of the legionnaires or the legendary freelancer. The legendary freelancer is going to take a long time because there's a lot of steps to it, mm-hmm. uh, and that that can only be found in the codex when you go under the challenges list. Uh, it has a decal as well as coin in there. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I don't know that. Um, was it the champion of Tarsus, you know, or, or whatever uh-huh. that one, where you have to uh, get fifty thousand uh, experience in in every faction? Uh, it gives lot. you the gold. Yeah, it gives That's you go- the gold uh, shader for your javelin, okay. and it gives you masterwork uh, blueprints for components. And I, you know, my problem with that is by the time I finish. The fifty thousand for those? You'll be legendary. You're not gonna, you're not gonna I'll be need using legendary, so those masterwork contracts are gonna be mm-hmm. pointless. 
the Masterwork uh, blueprints. Right, blueprints, yeah. The Masterwork blueprints are going to be pointless by that time. Well, well and, what and aren't they pointless right now, where you are right now? What's that? Aren't they pointless, like, for you now? Have well, you I mean, even... they'd be good because you can re-roll for the inscriptions. Cause I guess that's true. Inscriptions. And so you're just looking for loot drops. And most of the time, yeah. I just look at them and I'm like, no, this doesn't really help me. So I just I salvage pretty much everything I get mm-hmm. on all my drops now. And I think uh, when we were talking before, we were talking early about when we learned about the crafting system, we were all hoping that the crafting system would be beneficial to us. It would mm-hmm. have items that you can't get anywhere else, and right now that's just not the case. It's it's that's not really a crafting system; it's a reroll system. I mean, there's it's not like I guess oh, you I can- guess only I guess only in the sense when crafting consumables and sigils that you can put in, that's the only time you can get those because yeah. those don't because those don't show up as world drops. Yeah, so those are those are good. I mean, that's pretty much, and even then, I don't really craft those in the, until I'm doing like Grandmaster two. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it seems like a waste. It's just, I mean, unless they had one that was for luck. I mean, I would use that one every time. But <laughs> yeah, you're, you're wasting your nine hundred and ninety nine um, epic embers. So and 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 I really wish that there was an item or a set or something that's like you can only get this through crafting, and it it just yeah. doesn't have that. So crafting is just yeah. going to be one of those systems eventually that you are not going to use. Um, if you haven't, if you haven't already stopped using it, I mean, like I, I was, I was crafting things in the demo and, but the crafting becomes pointless if you don't have the stuff for the factions, because the whole thing is that like, I have, I have masterwork javelins, you know, um, at, at this point, And I got that just through sheer loot. I am only like rank three in one of the factions, uh, right now. I'm very close to rank, well, to rank three on the other two, like very close. I'll probably get that over the weekend if I'm not too busy playing Devil May Cry five. But, um, like just the fact that you, oh man, I totally lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? You, you were going <laughs> to, you were going to say that you don't want to craft a masterwork anything right now. Because you're afraid well, that if I, I you... can't. Okay, I can't. I can't craft anything masterwork. I can't even craft legendary stuff. He hasn't right got now. any of the blueprints that's for right. it. You, haven't got you can't craft anything legendary. And, and that, that's that's sure. that's so like to me that's frustrating because I have a masterwork javelin, and the highest thing I can create on some of my items, depending on it, is uh rare. Like I can only craft rare things at the moment. Uh, I can't craft. Uh, some of the other things are still stuck at uncommon for crafting. Mm-hmm. So, like, why is that connected to faction reputations when it should have been connected to, you know, like the overall quality of your javelin? Like, if you have, if you have a javelin that is, uh, that is, you know, legendary or or masterwork, like, why would you not already have that ability to unlock things? Because I have a lot of masterwork shards. Because I've been getting a lot of masterwork duplicates. For, uh, you know, storm components, colossus components, things that I cannot use. I have enough masterwork components to craft a masterwork anything. Mm-hmm. And I can't. Yeah. And that's I mean, frustrating. It's really, I mean, there's some of the stuff that's set behind the factions, but the other, other things like weapons and such are behind you having to use them and go through events and killing people. And, or, you know, if you look through the challenges, if you go down to the weapons, it can, It'll show you what level you're at, and it'll give you those blueprints just by using them for the weapons and gear, but it doesn't do that for components. So um, 
that's what's really tied behind the faction stuff is more component side blueprints. But the other stuff is following their challenges and completing the challenges for what they require. Like if they're doing world events or they're killing legendaries with that gear equipped or, you know, doing different things, uh, it tells you in the challenge section what you need to upgrade to the next blueprint. So, it, yeah, and we can talk more about this later as we as we spend more time with the system. And I'm I'm sure these things will change because it's just it's just it's just a weird system right now. All right, I want to say something nice. <laughs> so I really like the writing in the game. I think they did a fantastic job on the cortexes, all the backstory yeah. that you can get through these things. So I was out wandering around in free play, and I found four different entries. There's this little camp looking off into the distance overlooking the mountain and it's the story of someone that went out there looking for answers on you know either you know what's the meaning of life why are we here and it just follows this person's story on hey why are we here it's like okay i don't i don't think it means anything like you know should i just end it and eventually to a point where they're like i think i'm gonna go to antium and i'm gonna you know start my own religion and i thought it was just really interesting to go out there the middle of the world read someone's story and it, it makes the world feel lived in and it just kind of yeah. it's like oh wow there there can be more there's other people living in this world bigger cities that eventually we are going to see i'm sure and it just it's it's fun to read those things like i love finding them and just being able to like okay there's more stories in this game than the story that i'm experiencing right now I just bit my tongue and it hurts really bad. There's a lot of great collectibles <laughs> out there. You know, that's one of the fun things like you're saying when you're, when you're flying around, there's a lot of cool stuff to collect and they all have a lot of text and stuff. And sometimes I don't read them, but then I'll go back into the cortex afterwards. It's like, oh, I don't have time to read it now. I got to go do this. And so I'll go back. And I, I like, you know, that it highlights everything where there's new things for you to read. Yep. And even when you accomplish things, it puts things into the cortex that you might not know about. Mm -hmm. So it's good to go back into there. Like they have, I really like the person, the personal email system. That was pretty cool where you get emails from the NPCs. Mike is like, what are you talking about? Personal email system? <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I played 140 but hours. It, it was, it's fun because there's a lot of different information in there. You can tell the writers put a lot of time into that. And so the story is deeper than just the critical path. And there's a lot to be found there. You just have to go into the user interface and, and read it, you know, and, and yeah. uh, it's there for you. And really, it's just like, oh, there's a whole other thing to collect. It's like, okay, there's another, you know, there's one for every faction that's out there. Okay, you got to find stuff for Dominion and, and all these different things. And so you, I'm can constantly still looking for all of those um, out while I'm doing free play. So it's right on. Oh, so so real yeah, quick, because we've been talking for a really long time, and we have a couple of things that we wanted to get to. Um, Last points on this. Um, we need to double flight time or get rid of the overheating while we're not in combat. Uh, full stop. I think we can all agree, agree on that. And if you don't agree on that, then you spend way too much you're time. You're wrong. What did you say? Overheating? You don't want to overheat while you're in combat? No. No no overheating unless you are in combat. Oh. Yes. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm all for that. Or if they just, like, really lower the rate when you're out of combat because it does not, like... It does not feel like it's long enough. I mean, they it could use more, you know, for sure. But I don't think it needs to be none, you know. But I think they well, can definitely increase it. Devin, when you yeah. woke up this morning, did you want to be wrong? 
Hey, or like, did that? Did that? Everybody show has opinions, now? right? Well, I mean, and opinions. The can one be thing wrong. you need to get right rid of is those electric from... snipers that are out there when you're flying around. <laughs> Phaedrin in the chat doesn't agree, but Phaedrin's wrong, so we'll move on. Phaedrin is wrong. So, Sarlia, um, so our our favorite French um, community freelancer. member from our freelancer from our Discord, asked this question. So I want you guys to go crazy and think about the craziest thing that you would like to see in Anthem. Double flight time. Um, no, I'm just kidding. JD, you go first since you have something written down here. Um, yeah, so um, one of the characters that you end up meeting as one of the side stories uh, in Bast- in Fort Tarsus What'd is you a call man me? named Cassian. What? What'd you call me? I didn't call you anything. What are you talking about, man? Keep going. Carry on, JD. All right. <laughs> he was just saying, Bastion. All right. Keep so, going. There uh, you go. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> one of the people that you meet in Fort Tarsus is this man named Cassian. He comes from, I, I forget exactly where, but he talks a bit about how, uh, like, he comes from a place where there's a lot of, like, uh, more naval things going on um, where he's from. Like, there's a caravan. They use boats. They have... Uh, you know, they do a lot of trading in the water. There are javelins attached to that. And honestly, um, when I thought about the craziest thing that I would like to see in Anthem, I want to see that. I want to see um, the naval side of Anthem. We already have the swimming. Um, like, they talk about how they have the javelins tethered to the ships uh, because they don't want the javelins to be able to fly away if the ship is sinking. This I is in Anthem? Uh, yeah. This is an anthem. This is this is one of the people you can in the mind, bar. Like I somehow I missed this or something. Yeah, he, no, no, no. Talked Cassian to Cassian is in brother. the bar. Yeah, he's no. I, he's I, a cool that character. was like weeks ago. You know, so I'm like, yeah. I'm like what? He, he's a cool maybe. You should read your codex. I should read it more. I should. He, he talks about how they they tether the javelins to the ship so they don't uh, so they don't fly away in case the ship sinks. Like basically, you you want to protect the ship, and I think that's cool. I think you could probably take a little bit further, but I would love to see some naval battles in Anthem. Like, oh. you know, like up in the air, uh, underwater, like really just coming up on things. Um, honestly, I'm not entirely sure how much level design has to go into an open sea battle. I'm not a game developer, but it's, it's just I a think boat in ocean. Could be really cool. Yeah. Is that so. the guy whose brother is there and he wants yeah. to? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I was like, that's familiar to me. Yeah, I think I think the so idea the idea of naval battles sounds really cool. So, Mike, do you have a crazy thing that you would like to see in Anthem? Um, no, not crazy. Um, okay, I'd like to on. see oh, I'd, I'd like to, to see more of everything, just more of everything. But but the question is, yeah, so no, nothing crazy. Sorry. Okay. Okay. How about how about this? I want. Um, Nope, I got nothing. I can't even come up with anything off the top of my head. Sorry. Well, Devin, something crazy that you like want to see in the game. Uh, snake creatures in the game. Um, big, you know, crazy snakes that are all over. Um, we do have some of the water snakes. I don't know if you guys have seen those, usually by the Titans. They're really oh. fast, and they disappear into the geometry. I keep trying to shoot okay. them. Um, and they're blue. So, yeah. I have uh, they're, they're, they're sad. No, like they're the color blue. You know, they oh. look more like eels. Okay. You probably uh, can't you see know, them on low snakes. graphic settings. Uh, I don't know. I don't play on low graphic yeah, settings. Yeah, I know. So. I understand. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, more creatures in general would be great. Um, but I, would, I think, you know, s- snake creatures would definitely lend themselves easily. Into <gasps> snakes. Clowns. Big snake clowns. Snakes. 
you know, snake. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say it's snake clowns because you put that image in I my mean, head. It's a perfect boss. All right. You know. Why did it have to be snake? It's in many RPGs. Okay, it's true. So craziest thing that I can think of is I don't know. All of a sudden, we get transported to Earth and. The whole world falls into, I don't know, I can think of some crazy things. Black hole. I would like to see cool armor sets in the store as the craziest thing that I would like to see in Africa. <laughs> All right, moving on. Guys, did you know that, so Audible is actually sponsoring the podcast. Um, if you go to audibletrial.com slash freelancer codex, that's audibletrial.com slash freelancer codex, and you sign up, you can get a free credit to get a book. An audiobook, one of over 180,000 books on their website that you get to keep forever, even if you cancel after signing up for your free credit. So pretty much we're giving you a free book and we're getting something back from you guys and we really appreciate it. So there's romance books, there's mystery books, there's self-help books, there's science books, there's all kinds of books that have been read for you. So while you're driving, while you're gardening, while you're doing the dishes, you can just, you know, sit down, chill out. Listen to the latest Brandon Sanderson epic for 72 hours. That's something you can do. Devin, do you have a recommendation that you would like to share with all the freelancers? I do. So I like to listen to books while I am grading papers. And I say grading papers because where I work, you know, the people, the employees have to turn in all the paperwork and I have to look over all the paperwork and check for mistakes. And, you know, you go through a lot of red bins. There's there, no, I just I don't write on the paperwork because they have to f- fix it and turn it back in. And so I go through a lot of post-it notes <laughs> ah. with arrows and fix this crap. But uh, so I like to listen to books while I'm sitting there at my desk every week, grading every single piece of paper that they write on. Uh, but anyways, so the book series that I'm going to recommend that uh, I really like, I found this book series about uh, nine years ago when I was in Australia. Uh, the book series is by an Australian author. Uh, technically, this is in the teen section, so it's an easy read. It's young you adult. know, it's it's young adult, um, but uh, <laughs> so it's set in a basically like medieval times, right? So it's called The Ranger's Apprentice, and uh, there there are I think fourteen or fifteen books in the series. He also has a companion series that goes along with it that takes place with a whole different group of people. Um, but the very first book is called The Ranger's Apprentice, uh, The Ruins of Gorlon, right? So I don't want to give you any details because it unfolds pretty easy for you as you're, as you're going through it. But it's a lot of fun. You know, there's knights, there's, <laughs> as the title would tell you, um, and lots of cool mysteries and different things that go on. It's a really fun series. And it's a short listen. You know, that first book's only about so it's a little under eight hours. So, And I, I really like the uh, narrator. Uh, it's weird though. In the second book, they switched to a different narrator. Ooh, that's always hard. And every other book is back to the regular one, and I really wish they would uh, re-record the second book because it's really annoying when I go back through the series and listen to it again. Uh, I just really don't like that guy's voice in the second book. <laughs> but, so <laughs> I would recommend that series if you, if you like medieval type times with different kind of things, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot about a lot of character development with different people. And uh, it's just a fun, easy read. So, 
Very cool. That and is you my can, recommendation. And you can get that recommendation from Devin. You can tell him if he was wrong or not about it by going to audibletrial.com slash freelancer codex. All right. We are going to jump into some spoiler talk. So if you've not completed the game and you do not want it spoiled, I thanks for go, um, hanging out with us. We're going to chat a little bit about the critical path and we're going to spoil that whole thing. So if you want to peace out, I understand. Or, you know what? Maybe us talking about the critical path will enhance your experience. You'll be like, I want to see what these guys were talking about to see if they're wrong or not. We're probably wrong. <laughs> so you can stick with us. But now, JD is going to take us through a discussion on the critical path of Anthem. So, JD, last warning, everyone. This is where we're going to start spoiling all the things. Spoilers. Halleck, okay, we're going to do it now. Spoiler alert starting now. Halleck does not die. I was wrong. Go ahead, JD. Take it away. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so obviously we've all played through the critical path by now. Uh, we've experienced it for ourselves. We've also, also have experienced a fair amount, if not all of the available side stories. Um, so just want to get you guys' uh, overall impressions of the crit path. I know that I've been talking about Bioware's storytelling for a while, so I wanted to hear what you guys thought of the critical path. Who do you want to start? You want me to start? I'll start. <laughs> Let, let's have Steven start. Let's let's have him go. Let's first. have Steven go last. Uh, no. <laughs> How's this work? How's this work? You talk first. I talk first. Okay, critical path. I really like the story. It did not feel like a normal like campaign story to me. This almost felt like the beginning of a TV show in a way. Like this was season one of a show that we're going to continue to watch for several seasons. Um, the monitor I thought was an okay villain for for like an epilogue story. I don't feel like. The monitor was like a huge, had a huge impact on the world. And something that you learn if you're reading through the cortex is that monitor, the monitor isn't like the only monitor. The, mo the monitor is actually a name given to um, Lancer Cypher pilots that have the ability to do that and they're high up in the Dominion. So there's more monitors in the world that we could potentially face. But I mean, I thought it was a fun introduction to the story. Hey, there was this thing that happened. The Heart of Rage kicked our trash as freelancers. We've never been back. We've never been the same. And now they have an opportunity to go back there and right or wrong. And that's what the story is. Uh, it's a story of failure and then redemption. And there's a little bit of betrayal thrown in there, a little bit of uh, heartbreak thrown in there, depending on if you talk to Prindle or not. But So I, I actually really like the story. I mean, I don't think it was like mind-blowing or I have anything that I haven't seen before, but I was I was entertained by the by the Critical Path story. All right. Uh, how about uh, Devin next? Uh, yes, I enjoyed the story. It was a lot of fun. I liked the the pace it was delivered at. You know, I I liked the fact that I could also go and do side missions and and other things and come right back to the story. And um, so I think maybe that's why it took me I don't know forty hours to get to. I played the game forty hours when I finally thirty forty hours something like that when I finally finished the critical path and. Um, it was a lot of fun, though. I mean, um, I don't know why people didn't like it, but I certainly enjoyed it. I enjoyed the characters. There's a lot of good laughs. Have you met um, the internet, Devin? Yes, I have <laughs> met the internet. Okay. And they're negative just to be negative, you know, and those people can suck rocks. And uh, But, um, I, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun. It, it was like, like Steve was saying, it's a great um, setup for the next parts. And just like they told us, you know, there's a beginning, a middle, and the end. And it'll wrap up that part of the story, but it'll definitely leave room uh, like it does for more content and more story. And I'm excited for 
for that. You know, we've we've saw they tweeted out today, I think it was, or yesterday, where they're working on mocap for more story stuff for us and uh, cinematics and, and whatnot. And there's definitely portrayal, like Steven said. Um, I don't really like portrayal, but, you know, I guess depending on how they felt, you know, I don't really know if we're gonna. Are we getting into that? You know, yeah, betrayal? I mean, we 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 yeah, I mean, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. So, you, yeah, we can so, talk about so yeah, so Owen, you know, he betrays us and uh, hurt my feelings, and I was really mad. And um, but then you know, I was, I was kind of thinking about it because so recently I switched jobs, and you know, my prior employers were like, "You betrayed us, and you stabbed us in the back." And uh, I was like, "Oh, okay, well, maybe that's how." You know, I was like, I was moving on to better myself. And, you know, Owen was kind of felt, maybe he felt like he was being held back and wanted to be, you know, similar like the monitor because he is, you know, able to do that. And maybe he's a sucky pilot right now, but he can get better. But, uh, I mean, at first I was really upset and then I was kind of thinking about it from his side and, and like, well, sometimes when you need to move on and you need to be able to take those risks and you have to kind of do things on your own and people are going to get upset and feel betrayed. And, um, so I kind of, you know, at first really didn't like Owen after that, but now I'm kind of like, okay, I can see maybe a little bit where he's coming from, you know, cause he wanted to be a pilot. Everybody kept putting him down. No, you're not ready. You can't do that. You can't do that. And, um, so, although I did think it was interesting in the very beginning, the first mission, since I've played it a couple of times, um, when on PC and Xbox, when it's basically like, he's talking you through on how to use your suit, right? even though somehow you're, uh, the the better pilot, like it's an interesting dynamic. How for a very short time he's actually telling you how to be the pilot, but I mean maybe. at least that's how it seems. You know when he's talking to you about stuff. Maybe that's the just very tutorial. very first tutorial mission type stuff. Was like this doesn't really make sense. You know when I went to Xbox and I started over, I was like this this mission doesn't really make sense with the rest of the story. But I mean I understand tutorial type stuff. Right. But I, yeah, I did not like. Go ahead. Because we because we had been a a freelancer for two years prior to that, and we don't know how yeah. long we were a freelancer before that. Also, yeah. So, but yeah. I just thought it was a little interesting dynamic with the way they were delivering the story. Like, okay, it didn't really work, but it, it was only for like one mission or two missions, basically. All right. Um, I didn't like the very end uh, with how the monitor gets destroyed. Um, is very unsatisfactory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. It would have been better, you know, if he had pushed the, uh, I can't remember the name right now. The Cenotaph? <laughs> no, no, no. The, uh, the Strider. Strider, yes. <laughs> I was like, what the crap is <laughs> uh, The Strider, yeah. you know, if he like, went slammed into the wall by the Strider and he died, I was like, oh, that's such a letdown. Yeah. And um, because that's also a stronghold, you have to go through all the same game dialogue. And then when you get him down to one bar of health, he just disappears and it, it, it ends. It's over. It's done. And so... I, you know, I, I don't really think that that mission should have been a stronghold. Um, it's, it's great. They have more, more boss, you know, dynamics a little bit by basically moving and he changes elements and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't want to have to go through the same mission dialogue every time when I'm playing through a stronghold. And I definitely don't want the boss to just disappear with one bar of health left. So, uh, I think that would have been better reserved for being like a legendary mission. And you know to go to go through if they wanted to do that, but 
I mean, if it, it, like just just to add on to that to, real quick, like I know we had a discussion like many episodes ago when we heard that there were only going to be three strongholds in Anthem. We were talking about whether or not that was enough. And if you had told me that it was really two strongholds and that the third was just a like basically just one of the missions, like nothing really changed aside from yeah, missing cutscenes. Yeah. Like I I I probably would have been pretty upset about that because because it's not even really three strongholds at that point it's just uh two strongholds and then one mission two that now has mission. co-op for it well i mean that now has a yeah. uh, playable so, uh, like replayable co-op for it yeah so, so but, uh, um it, it was very hard though like when mike and i first played it the first time we went through it we had already reached level 30 and we did it on grandmaster one and that was not easy on our first go through. It wasn't. It took us over an hour to do that mission our first time on Grandmaster One, and uh, it was definitely tricky. But that's kind of like when we were like, "Wait, what? That that's it? What? <laughs> what? After all this, you know, fighting for an hour to get here, that's it? That's it? Dang, Halleck steals yeah. our glory." <laughs> no. I, so, uh, what what about you, uh, Mike? What did you think? Uh, I'm sorry, Steve. Did you want to? Finish that uh, water. No. Okay. I I enjoyed it. It was a uh, it was fun to play through. Um, it all seemed to make sense. Um, I I don't have much to say about it other than I can echo a lot of the things that have already been said, and that I enjoyed it. Um, um, and that's about it. I mean, it seems like everyone had time to explain everything that they needed to story wise. Like yeah. no no one didn't have time to explain things. So that, I don't have so time to explain what I don't have time. I don't have time to explain what I don't have time to explain. So yeah. one of the things that I actually really liked about the Owen thing is that, you know what? Like looking back, you could kind of see where Owen went and why he took that path. Yeah. A lot of times it's like, you know, I, I can't believe this person actually took this this path. But like looking back on it, he writes a note to you um, in the cortex saying that, you know what? I wasn't there at the Heart of Rage. I wasn't there with you, Halleck and Faye, so I don't have this bond that you have. But you know how, like, Owen was your guy in the chair. Yeah. Until yeah. you're like, hey, I've got these old friends. Faye's really good at this thing, and Halleck's really good. And Owen so just kind of gets sidelined, yeah. you know. And, and you know, his he came, from, he came from a town. He didn't have much, and this is, like, his chance to make it big. And you kind of just, like, sideline him for these legendary freelancer and cipher pair. That you've worked with yeah. before, so you can see where he's like, you know what? If I if I don't do this, then then what am I going to be? You're not. He's not going to be the main cipher for the freelancer, which is actually kind of weird because a lot of the stuff that we saw in cutscenes from from um, EA Play actually didn't make it into the game. But yeah, I mean, they uh, to to kind of write on the Owen thing because that goes straight into uh, one of my points here. Um, so. The the build up to Owen's betrayal was actually pretty good. Like I at first I didn't think it was enough, but like as I thought back on it, I was I was you know more or less convinced that like yeah that was a that was a good way to do it. Um, but I will say one of the things that annoyed me about the crit path is that um, so you have that scene where you later go back to the Fortress of Dawn to like get some of the stuff to improve your Shield of Dawn and all that, and you are told what happens with the monitor and Owen, like Owen's face is now all scarred. Um, the monitor has apparently a try. Well, tried to harness the heart of rage in the scene of Taff and he's gone mad. And all of that is told to you. 
Like there's like I, I feel like we didn't get a cutscene like we did for like when the when the Heart of Rage began. Like Owen just drops and like just a just a like just a dump of like things that happened off screen. And I was very frustrated by that. That was probably my largest complaint with the crit path is that it, like towards the later acts, if it, it, like the pacing gets a little screwed up and they start telling and not showing. And, you know, that was annoying, but it did wrap up in a satisfying way. Um, definitely a lot like what, uh, what Mike and Devin were saying was that it's a very good introductory uh, story. It really feels like, um, like the lost mine of Fandelver for uh, Dungeons and Dragons, where it's like, it's a really just like, it's a short, it's a short adventure that you can take your party on. You know, it's nothing particularly spectacular, um, but it gets you and your friends, you know, into a group uh, kind of involved in the world. And then from there you can get into things like uh, uh, the rise of Tiamat, the horde of the dragon queen, the curse of Strahd or things like that. Like you can start getting into the more like gritty, juicy D and D adventures from there, except Anthem, of course. Um, so um, I think we'll, we'll skip this second topic, but uh, where would you guys like to see the story go next? Now that we've talked about like how things went in the story, where would you like to see it go next? Uh, let's start with Mike. Um, I think there needs to be some world expansion. Maybe we can leave Bastion and visit um, uh, Freemark and maybe – oh, what's the other city? Atrium? A- Antium is yeah. the capital. Antium. Antium. <laughs> Antium. It's a huge city. Yeah, so maybe we can visit other places. Freemark um, was destroyed. But you can still go there. It's still a ruin. I mean, yep. even Dogledur was a ruin. We even have Stralheim um, that we could go to. Yeah, that's the that's the Dominion's home turf. Yeah, so just more places to go is is something that you I could definitely see. Yeah, also being able to check out Fort Two, like because apparently they have really good like beer there. Apparently that Yarrow <laughs> is just crazy about. It's a two month like, journey. I, like, Right, Judy. It's a long yeah, like this, this guy, like he's he's good for that. So, like, I want to see what this is all about. But I mean, uh, Devin, <laughs> do you have any thoughts? I mean, they say two months in Strider, but man, Striders are slow. Like, you could walk there faster, <laughs> but you can kill a monitor with them. You could yeah. fly there in a javelin. You, I guess you, you can. You don't have. You don't have a. <laughs> Go ahead, Devin. Sorry. <laughs> Derailing. All right. Um, so what would I like to – where would I like the story to go next? So I would like to see, you know, where Owen goes, right? Uh, see what he's doing. I'd also like to see um, the other alien race. The Urgoth. Or the Urgoth uh, that is showing off there. You know, they just – a scout just found this, you know, whatever. Uh, so I'd really like to see where that went because, you know, they once ruled the, the planet basically and humanity were enslaved by them until the Legion of Dawn uh, freed us. So I don't think, you know, that that uh, – they can't really have freed or cleared everything. Maybe they cleared a part of, you know, the world. But um, I definitely would like to see them, you know, kind of come and attack us more, you know, more – uh, enemies, like I said, more story type areas, things to go do. Even if they're small, s- smaller side quests like the um, Yarrow, the Matthias, and um, Bryn. 
Rain. I was trying to remember that other lady that Stephen doesn't like. Tassin? Lady. Tassin. Uh, Tassin, yeah. She's a Corvus so, lady. Corvus lady, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like more of those stories, you know, that could maybe feature around new strongholds or something like that where you're going on these are the missions that culminate with that stronghold mission and then it becomes available. It's like, oh, there's this creature or whatever else or these things that you have to go and and destroy and, and uh, find these ruins or whatever else or, you know, the relics um, that are creating, uh, you know, these, these creatures, which I really like the story, you know, um, I forget his name, where that creature was was following him, right? You know? Um, do you know the one I'm talking about? Where it was following him for forever and they wanted to join the Legion of Dawn. Maybe you oh, haven't got yep. to this yet. Yep. I shouldn't tell you these things. No, you can if tell you us. haven't completed <laughs> the uh, Challenge of the Legionnaires. Uh, yeah, so Challenge of the Legionnaires, by the way, there's some good story that goes along with that. and it's But it is more sh- tell and not show, JD. But it is okay. a, a good uh, a good tell. And uh, so I, I, I shouldn't go into that. Because so, you guys haven't got there yet. <laughs> I mean, I, I think we. I think uh, it's all in the cortex. If you've gone through, is it all you, already there? Yeah, like what you he should all about? be there. Yeah. So, but I mean, he goes into more detail on different things and, and adds more to the story. So, I, I don't want to. Uh, I'll have to double check before I tell you. So, so one <laughs> of the cool, so one of the interesting things is like the Urgoth is, are back. We don't know exactly where the Urgoth went after Helena defended the the gates. It just kind of we we don't know exactly what happened other than Helena fell and the Urgoth kind of disappeared and then we holed up in the Legion in the Fortress of Dawn and then from there we went to um, Antium to create the like the foundation foundation for humanity. But one of the things I think the the sunken is the is the stronghold that's going to be coming up. I forget what month it's coming in. Is next it, month is it next month? So I think that's probably yep. going to tie in with the reappearance of the Urgoth. We know that the Shaper relics do some funky things. I mean, we saw Dax's family and this expedition, like, all of a sudden come back from being lost for however long they were gone for. I mean, it's very possible that something similar happened with the Urgoth, that they left, they went underground, tried to rebuild. They've been under there for who knows how long they've actually been under there. You know, like I said, Shaper Relics can do funky things. There's probably Shaper Relics underground that the Urgoth were able to get a hold of. Um, but also but also one of the interesting things is, like, the Urgoth aren't able to communicate like Cyphers are. They don't have the power to tap into the Anthem of Creation. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of interesting story that we'll have to read up on and figure out exactly what's going on. But it seems like that's where the story is going. The story is now, hey, the Urgoth are back. Now it's time to investigate, figure out what's going on. And I'm sure towards the end of season one, then we're really going to, all that story is going to come to a head. So that's where I would like to see it go. Because I think the Urgoth are interesting. It's, it'll be fun to see a new enemy type. And then hopefully, you know, as the game ages, we're going to have more and more and more. And, you know, a lot of people that have fell off the game because they don't like the state that it's in now, they're going to have a great game to come back to whenever it's like, hey, guys, Anthem is back. Here it is. It's gone through a lot of iterations, and now you know it's got an amazing story that you can play through and, and enjoy with all your friends. So. Yeah, I think that's typical live service, right? You know, where uh, people are like, "Oh, you know, Destiny Two is it's great, and it's in a great place now after all these things." And it's it, you know, for me, it's like, okay, well, how much have you invested in it? Are you, you know, how much have they expanded? <laughs> is it going to take me forever to catch up? So these are all the kind of things that they'll need to address or you know go through. Um, 
for those people that, you know, have played somewhat of Anthem and then are like, okay, it's not what I want yet, and then come back. But I do think, you know, in the Challenge of Legionnaires, they do explain a little bit more about, you know, what happened after uh, she defended that. So I'll just yeah. let you know that. And then Dark Lake Dreamer says that um, they would like to see the Ford expanded on um, with the story Definitely. going forward. So. Definitely. Yeah. The the fort the fort does begin to feel small after a little while and it it doesn't really quite have the same uh feel as some of the other hubs in other Bioware games. Uh but um I know we talked about it a little bit before the stream, but um I am very interested to see um if there is any more of Anthem that perhaps ties into um the other Bioware uh franchises because um I was doing some reading this last week and it like the planet that some of your crew crash lands on in mass effect three, after the weird mass relay explosion and everything um, that happens at the end there that has not been expanded upon yet. It is a planet that has, you know, like two, like two moons or something like that. One of them's really close. One of them's kind of far away. It's a jungle planet. A lot of the plants and the terrain looks like bastion. Um, not to mention you have the whole uh, thing of uh, the owner of the Black Emporium from Dragon Age apparently being one of the previous owners of the bar who was who has been who disappeared after a Shaper relic kind of went wild. So I'm like considering what these relics are capable of. I'm really curious to see if they continue to uh, maybe link their franchises together in a way. Um, I know Ubisoft does a lot of that with their division uh, ghost recon uh like mm-hmm. even watchdogs and uh assassin's creed have a lot of overlap now so i don't know if they're working on creating a connected multiverse or whatever but i think it'd be pretty cool um yeah last the only thing we're going to end on here is uh were there any side uh, side characters or side stories that stood out to you guys um like that you like you could just like you that you remember, or maybe you met a character that you either really hated or really disliked. Um, <laughs> like, uh, the, it sounds like Devin has one. Devin, why don't you start us off? No, I think if you ask, like, who, if there's a character people disliked, what's his name? Nesson? Is that his name? Neeson? Or, or Neeson? Yeah. Yeah, Neeson. Uh, who is always uh, the fort gossip and a real, you know, nice, nice guy. He, <laughs> oh, yeah. he could be, he's like right out of the office, is, is where he's yeah. from, so. But he's, um, he's right out of Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's who voices him. But um, I really liked. So <laughs> there was a lot of good ones. But uh, the last one, this is the most recent one I I finished, whereas the last one that I finished was with uh, Marl and uh, Gunther, which is Gunther. Yeah, it's like it's Gunther. 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 <laughs> and, uh, it just, it just made guys. me smile. So. Um, I enjoyed that little bit of back and forth between them and, and what was going on. And, and I think most all of their, all the side stories had, you know, the same kind of wrap up to all the things that are going on. There's a beginning, middle and end. And, you know, it's interesting to see where they're going to go. And, uh, I was hoping they were going to create some fashion for your freelancer, but <laughs> no. No, that I happens think, tomorrow morning at five o'clock. We'll see what yeah. we can dress our um, digital <laughs> th- dolls in. <laughs> I would I, like just... to see, you know, all these side quests like actually um, result in things for you. Like, you know, that 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 you know, designer guy, 
you know, going through this whole yes. conversation, that would have been an easy way for them to be like, hey, you finished through this side conversation. Here's a deco. Yeah. You know, here's, Super here's an interesting yeah. guest deco. And, oh, here's all these, you know, finish this storyline. It's like it gives you incentive besides just getting rep, you know, from the freelancers and other things from talking to them. It gives you a little, oh, you completed these, you know, side story and gives you a little, I don't know, logo or whatever else. I mean, they have those, what do they call them, the DK? What is it? Uh, so there's a graphic and then there's a. Yeah, the graphics and the vinyls or decals. Yeah. Yeah. And the decals but, are big, I mean, the graphics are small. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, they could give us those graphics for. You know, completing those side side mission story type stuff, or and so and and not since since you got me on the topic, and this is something I remembered. I would like to see like if there is some sort of system that says you know you're kind of good or you're kind of a jerk, at least so I know <laughs> like where I stand with people because you're making a lot of decisions that are, that are very interesting, but then they just end and then there's nothing for you. Yeah, the story is over until they yeah you know. There, there are a lot of self-contained stories that you had some big decisions like, oh, are you going to sell your shop or are you going to put it in? Are you going to, you know, uh, join up with this other person who's also down on their luck? What's the result of that? Like, you, you don't really get to see. Yeah, yeah. Because like, do you do you break up a marriage or do you uh, or do you uh, let a spy remain in the fort? I don't no, know. You, you kill the spy. So Mike and I were talking about this, and we were talking about a lot of the him. decisions that we made. <laughs> And we're like, yeah, I did this and this. And we're like, well, I, I did the same thing. Is it like predetermined? And we, we found out talking through it. It's like, no, we just picked a lot of the same stuff and talking with other people in our in on our Discord. It's like, no, this happened when I chose this. So mm-hmm. there are all these different paths that you can take. But there's there's not like, I mean, it's almost like if you're playing a Telltale game or what used to be uh, the studio. It's like you want to know Rest. like where you stand and what you've done. And have something that differentiates yourself from it. Like, hey, look, this is what I got when I was really nice to Prindle. Like, Prindle is like the the custodian of the fort. And, of course, starts out very like, <laughs> hey, we need to do this and this. And you're you're supposed to not like that person. But, like, coming from He's an funny. industry where, like, safety is huge. Like, water puddles can be an issue or cables <laughs> laying across the floor can be an issue. And we saw it with Gunther and Marl. Like, they didn't know where to put their cables. They put their electrical cables right in the middle of a puddle and it burnt their shop down. Like, I really, like, anytime he was like, hey, I want to put, like, markers on the street so people know where to walk. And I'm like, yeah, I would love to do that in real life, too. I'm all on board for this. Let's mark out, you know, walkways in the fort so people don't run into each other, like Mike was saying. So, (laughs) but I I would like something because, you know, that... Not a lot of people are going to choose that path because I think a lot of people will just be like, oh, this guy's kind of a tool bag. But it's like, no, no I chose like, the same thing. Like, I agree with him. Like, I want a decal that either has like a broom or like safety <laughs> tape or something that's showing that I, you know, you're roping off these these areas where you walk because otherwise no one knows. And maybe that's the point. Maybe they don't care if you guys know what I chose in the fort. Maybe that story isn't for you. It's for me, and I should be happy with the story. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, the Ford is personal, it. right? They're saying it's personal. I mean, but it's fun, though, to be able to share those personal experiences with other people. And if you can go out into the wild and be like, hey, I got that same thing from making the same decisions as you were. I went down that same path. It's just another way that you can bond together with other people uh, over something simple. And uh, I, re- I did like the custodian. You know, I thought. I was like, hey, this is like my job I have right now where I have to do all this safety <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so it was it was pretty funny. Yeah. That is funny. Yeah. 
Uh, Mike, did you have any uh, side characters or side stories? Nope. Nope. He's he's like, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> it's late, guys. There, we yeah. we have lost all of our listener. He turned off like a long time ago. So we gotta. It's a long gotta, one today. It's a long one today. We gotta. Yeah. We gotta wrap this up. Well, um, uh, before we end, I just want to say that if you guys haven't played the Morel, what did I just say? It's really good. <laughs> man, look, I I kept it brief, man. I kept it brief. Well, freelancers, this has been episode seventy six of the longest running anthem podcast on the internet. It was a very long episode. Thanks for staying. With and this us. has been the longest episode of the longest running. But there's, I mean, there's still so much to talk about. So, I mean, if yeah. it wasn't for you, Mike, who's kind of a lightweight, um, I could keep talking about this game for hours. But because you have to go to bed, we'll we'll end it here. But freelancers, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, it's, I mean, we're we're gonna be with the game for the long run. I'm excited for the future of Anthem. I'm excited for you know the the devs are listening to us and they're making changes and they're gonna do it at the pace that they can do it at. You gotta you gotta learn how to run before you can walk. I think that's how that saying goes. So until next time, freelancers, there's a shaper storm on the horizon, and we'll see you on the other side. Peace. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work.